Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So I started running live Zoom groups during COVID as a way to help people get out of their heads and process some stuff, but also to build a community where we could champion each other's stories. It's called the TAT Lab, and that has grown into a thriving community now where we have life coaches and therapists all running multiple classes a day, everything from codependency to relationships. I run a giant check-in once a week. I'm also doing a group couples class, everything from trauma to chakras, and, and it's constantly changing. And one of the reasons why it's called the lab is because uh, we are playing in our sandbox. And something that I'm super passionate about is helping people in a casual way. So it's more casual over clinical. Um, we have a great time and we have an amazing community. And also it's extremely affordable. So check us out. There's no better time to grow than right now. Go to my Instagram at The Angry Therapist and click on my bio link. And we will see you in group. So John Gottman talks about the four horses of the apocalypse, and these are so important when it comes to relationships. I believe that if you have these things in your relationship for a long time, right, not just once, but like if it's a pattern, there is a virus in your relationship, and your relationship is going to eventually crumble. So this is really important. If you know these, then maybe today's just a reminder. If you don't, as you're listening to these four things that can destroy your relationship, I don't want you to blame or think about what, you know, if your partner is doing it. I actually would like for you to hold up a mirror. Ask yourself if you are doing these things, right? That's what's important. Um, and of course, if your partner is doing them as well, there's a conversation that needs to happen. Um, but first, look at yourself. You know, I always encourage people to look inward first. And then you could have a conversation with your partner if you notice um, these traits in your partner. And also, I want to say if they, if they happen, you know, a couple times, it's it's okay and normal. Um, it's when these things are happening as a pattern consistently over a long period of time that your relationship can be in trouble. So, what are they? What are the four horses of the apocalypse? Number one, defensiveness. We are all defensive. Um, we all have that knee jerk to defend, right? And usually that comes from fear or ego or, you know, wanting to prove ourselves or not wanting to be wrong. Um, and, and listen, that, that that's natural. It's only when you are always defensive. If you find yourself constantly in a holding up your shield and being defensive mode, and usually if you are a defensive person, it's not just in your relationships or like this in all areas of your life. And most likely, you don't have many friends. <laughs> if you're always defending your position, um, who's going to want to be friends with you, right? That doesn't make you open. It makes you very closed off and narrow. So you may be like that at work. You may be like that with your friends. You, um, but if you are like that with your partner and you're always defensive, it creates drift. It doesn't create glue. It pushes people away. So ask yourself, are you defensive? And if you are, maybe it's time to stop being defensive. Be open. Listen to what your partner is saying as truth, right? As if like God is speaking. 
and then you could have your opinions about it. Um, but don't come from a defensive place all the time. And I get it. There might be things that your partner is doing or does that makes you defensive, right? There's triggers. I get it. But it, you, you, you break patterns by being aware. So be aware of when you feel your body constricting and you want to be defensive. And when people are defensive, it's mostly a reaction, right? So you got to put like an emotional speed bump there. Take a breath. Understand why you are being defensive, where that's coming from, and choose to be less defensive. Instead, choose to be more understanding. Okay, number two, contempt. This is a big one. This is a character assassination, right? This is, a, this is when your partner or you, um, when you're assassinating someone's character, when you're calling someone um, an idiot or dumb shit or you know an asshole, like when you are assassinating someone's character – um, it's very damaging, you know. People don't forget that shit. Yes, you could apologize and and you could you know make it better, and the person can heal. But if there's a pattern of you consistently assassinating character, um, that's actually emotional abuse, right? So, ask yourself: Are you assassinating character, um, or are, is your character being assassinated? And if that's happening and happening often then your relationship is in trouble. You have to stop that shit. It's not cool. It's a form of bullying. Um, it's toxic. So uh, the other thing about contempt is it kind of like, you're not just assessing someone's character, but you're also kind of positioning yourself to be better or higher than that person, right? And, you know, that lop makes the relationship lopsided, right? Now people are not equal. They're, they're thinking they're better than each other. And that sets you up for failure in a relationship. So is there contempt? Is there a character assassination in your relationship? If so, who's doing it? Um, what are the steps that need to happen for that to stop, right? Does it start with a conversation? Um, why, if you're doing it, why are you doing it? Usually it's probably language and behavior that's learned, right? Um, I have a story of when I was early in my 20s. Um, I remember I was dating this girl, and I was young and stupid and reactive. And uh, she was over my house, and I made like a giant plate of fruit. And <clears throat> when I stepped away, she ate most of it. And of course, I didn't care. But I came back, and I called her like a pig or something. I, called, I just I called her a bunch of names, like just joking. But I remember the look on her face, you know? I remember. Um, how hurt she was. And she was also, I didn't know at the time, struggling with an eating disorder. So you never know the impact of how hard the insult is going to hit, you know, when you're assassinating someone's character. Um, and even if you're joking, uh, and, and of course that came from me always just fucking around with my brother and us calling each other names and never taking it seriously, um, that rippling into um, the the uh, my relationships, right? My intimate relationships. So, be aware of that and work on it. It's a big deal. Number three, stonewalling. This is when you, uh, either because you feel like uh, you don't want to deal with it and you know you're scared to, to express yourself. So when there's conflict, you just kind of stonewall. You check out mentally. Um, you're afraid to say something because you don't want to go down this road. Or because it's just you don't know how. You don't have tools to communicate, so you just... You know, you just check out. When you, people stonewall, they're exiting their relationship. This is like when you hang up on someone or you're, you're, you're in a heated argument and you just 
don't want to deal with it, so you just leave, right? You're exiting the relationship. Stonewalling is not cool, and, and a pattern of doing that doesn't resolve anything, right? It's just people checking out and being reactive. So ask yourself, are you stonewalling? Is your partner stonewalling? If this is happening, um, this is going to be one of the, the, the things that can destroy your relationship. So you need to talk about rules um, of fighting. And for me, if we're going to fight, because fighting isn't bad, it's how we fight, um, we're going to fight in a healthy way, and that requires rules. So if people are stonewalling, if you're checking out or leaving a relationship, for me, that's not cool. That's not acceptable, right? So for you, ask yourself. Is there stonewalling going on? Um, is it coming from you or your partner? And if that's the case, uh, you should draw a line. And you should have a conversation saying that that's not allowed. It's going to force you or your partner, whoever's doing it, to actually face emotions and to communicate and to sit in something, you know, which is extremely uncomfortable. And chances are people are not uh, used to that because that's not something that they – a muscle they exercise, right? They grew up with uh, maybe parents who stonewalled or they watched it. It's learned behavior. And so then that becomes a go-to. All right, number four is criticism. Now, there's a difference between constructive criticism. If, you know, if um, my partner asks me what I think of her haircut, I'm going to tell her, right? But I'm also going to be kind about it. Um I remember I was dating someone briefly, and I got a haircut, and um, my stylist cut it way too short. <laughs> the sides were, like, faded, and it's like a, a high-top fade, like, from the 90s, and it looked really bad. And I uh, texted her a photo, and her response was, you need to fire your, your hairstylist. And that kind of criticism, I think, is harmful. And, you know, we had a conversation about it. I told her it hurt my feelings and all that, and she could have approached it differently. Um, and of course, that's, it's just a haircut. But if there's a pattern of constant criticism, you know, where you're being evaluated and, and uh, your partner is, or you, you're doing this to your partner or your partner is doing it to you, but you guys are criticizing, you know, the, what you wear, the way what you look like, how you do things, um, you're putting people under a microscope. There's a lot of judgment behind that. And that doesn't make anyone feel safe. So ask yourself, you know, if people are criticizing each other in your relationship constantly. Now, it may happen once or twice, and it's okay, but if it's a pattern, right? And this comes from control. This comes from our upbringing. This comes from our shoulds and, and how we think people should live and how we think, you know, people should be. And so by criticizing constantly, you're actually grabbing your relationship, not holding it. And by doing that, you're not creating a safe space. So these are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. These are four things that if you see in your relationship, it spells trouble, right? And so you want to be proactive about um, fixing or uh, dissolving these things before they destroy your relationship. Again, defensiveness, contempt, stonewalling, and criticism. Thank you for listening. Be well and love hard. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. 
meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.